0: Jen Champion is out with a new album. It's called The Last Night of Sadness. And it's a sad one. Really sad. To the point that a friend had told her to put an existential dread warning on the album after hearing the
1: demos. I saw you on the edge. I bet you looked at death. It's just one percent.
0: Gin Champion's previous record, Single Rider, left us with the pop banger. OMG, I'm all over it. But that feel-good I, I, poppy vibe was a departure for Champion. Her older solo project under the name S was much more down tempo, and back then she made a ton of sad songs with titles like "Sometimes I Feel Like Throwing Up" or "Sad Time." This latest album has champion writing about her own struggles with depression, addiction, and losing loved ones to drugs and alcohol.
1: I'm 45 now, and my friends keep dying. They couldn't get help. There's no f- guidance.
0: Jen and I recently caught up to break down some songs on the album. She also shared her story of going to rehab and getting sober. And she also reflected on her move from Seattle to L.A.
1: They will never, ever, ever go back home.
0: This album is really raw and takes on some heavy issues. And I understand you've said fans, you know, have liked your sad music before. But I feel like this is another level. Like, do you feel like this is your saddest record to date?
2: You know, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it is. But I think it also comes with a lot of humor and perspective that maybe the sadness I was writing about earlier in my musical journey was just so in the depths of sadness, you know? Whereas like, I do feel like this record is able to explore it in a different way. What do you feel like folks that have been following you
0: since like, Pre-gen champion projects, like listening to this album, like what do you think that their take's gonna be?
2: I think they'll be like, this is for me. Mm. I've been yeah. waiting for this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <God. laughs> you know, I really enjoyed making single writer. It was a blast. But I do think people who probably came in at that that album might be more surprised.
1: I never felt good. I went to rehab
0: with one celebrity I want to hear more about the song 28
2: 28 essentially when I did the demo for that song I was like this is what this album is <laughs> you know I think I was just writing this memoir I guess of what it was like to be in rehab and in group homes and like as someone who like I got sober and when you decide that you don't know like the journey you're about to go on <laughs> and like how silly it can feel for me I felt like I had to learn how to do everything all over again and it was such like starting from zero and I felt like I met so many interesting Characters at that time in my life, and I think trying to pull them into the song in some way. I hadn't really ever talked about being in rehab or being in recovery. and Not like I don't keep being sober a secret or anything, but it is such a kind of a strange journey that maybe I could only talk about it in a song.
0: Yeah, and so this song is 28, so you were 28 when you got sober? I was, yeah. I mean, what? how would you describe your life like leading up to that point? What did addiction look like for you? And then what did it feel like to come out sober?
1: I was
2: really drowning in alcohol.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, when you're in the music scene, it can just be like very acceptable to mm-hmm. be, you know, drunk a lot or doing drugs or whatever. It's not really like frowned upon <laughs> but it can really It for me it really started to like pull me into this I think I was getting more depressed like I really don't even remember the year before I went into rehab I, I was pretty much blocked out that entire year mm. and I had put out a record <laughs> and I had played shows and like I don't remember any of it.
0: Which record would that have been?
2: It was called Puking and Crying uh. Which was definitely, like, I think in some ways, like, you can hear me on that record just being like, I'm done here.
1: Say it's worth it, say it's me, let me die
2: here. I didn't really want to get sober. I thought I was just like, I have no desire to be sober. I'll just fall into this. I'll drink myself to death. That's fine. And then... I think at some point I got pretty scared about it. My body was failing. I couldn't really function. I wasn't playing music anymore. And uh, I kind of remember this and kind of don't. But I know that I called my mom at some point, who I kind of talked to sometimes. And I was like, can you send me to rehab? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, And she had reached out many times and been like, let me know if you want to go to rehab. Let me know. So I feel like so fortunate to have that opportunity. You know, I don't think everybody has that, but I was like, okay, I'll go to rehab. And then I got real scared.
0: (laughs) At rehab or?
2: Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, was, what was that experience like? Was it like you went to rehab and able to be sober? I mean, or was it a, a long experience to get to sobriety?
1: I was able to
2: be sober in rehab, but it was a long experience. It was like a 30 day program. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I am doing great at this 30 day program. I feel good. Like I felt way better because I, I was literally dying, you know. So I think mm. I just was like feeling like a person again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then the rehab that was in Arizona, they were like, Jen you really shouldn't go back to Seattle. And I was like, what? (laughs) And they were like, there's this other 90-day program we think you should go to. And I was like, what? But like, it was like always that, like another program or like, then they're like, you need to be in sober living. Just kind of like, don't go back to your life.
0: And then what did you do? Did you go back?
2: I did after a year.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Wait, so you were a year in like, I'm guessing you said like in community housing, like with other sober folks and stuff. Is that?
2: Yeah. It's like you all kind of live together and there's no more like you have a job and you just like live with a bunch of other sober people and like there's, you have to go to a certain amount of meetings per week and they try to keep you very accountable. Mm -hmm.
0: And was that in Arizona or where'd you do that at?
2: I did that in Orange County. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then you moved back to Seattle. What did that feel like once you were back in Seattle again?
2: Seattle was terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) It was just like, I had changed so much, but I didn't really realize it till I got to Seattle. And I had burned a lot of bridges. So I think people were like excited to see me that I was like alive. Hmm. But... You know, I think I had a lot of like amends to make and I didn't know how to like be a person. And I didn't I didn't feel like I had any friends, even though I did have friends. It was like, when you're in the music scene in Seattle and you come back to that as a sober person, especially this is like 2006 when like, I don't think I could tell you one other sober person that was around, <laughs> you know? And so it was a real journey even. Even then,
1: I never felt good. I went to rehab with one celebrity. I liked my group home. We watched SVU. My roommate Liz was like, This really happened. Meetings and meetings and get your slip signed. Remember the flip side, in a straight line, I'm falling behind. And I don't think they'll ever let me go back home. And I don't think that I can ever go back home.
0: When I listened through another song that I was like, wow, you know, this is also a lot, is the song Jessica.
1: She stole morphine off the nurse's cart one day in the suburbs of Phoenix, Arizona. Stupid, dead Jessica
0: Can you talk about
2: this song? You know, Stupid, I really wanted to Jessica. just bring a light to how many people we lose, and that I think that it is a hard thing for people to talk about. and. I think there's always a lot of emotions when we lose people, especially to drugs or alcohol or anything related. You know, like I think that song sounds like very drugs, but I think I'm trying to really open a conversation of like, there's so many ways that drugs and alcohol can kill you (laughs) that people don't want to talk about because it comes with so much shame. Even like people's Loved ones don't want their name tarnished or, you know, we don't want people to be remembered a certain way. And like for me, I feel like the feelings when someone ODs or, you know, maybe they have liver failure because they drink too much and didn't get it checked out ever, it can leave you feeling kind of upset about it. Even though, like, you love that person so much. And I feel like having a song where you can really be upset, you know, and still in love with that person, you know, I think that's where that intention was. You know, my wife has lost a lot of friends too. And she helped me a lot with that song because we were like, what's, what are we trying to say? I feel like, especially getting older and older, it's just like more people keep dying, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could stop this, but I, I can't.
1: I didn't think it was gonna be you and me, honestly, who these in their
0: There's a line in your song, Well Played, where you sing, we're all watching people dying in this freedom.
1: We're all watching people die in this freedom.
0: And that part, in this freedom, really stuck out to me. Can you break down that line for me?
2: I really feel like when I, I feel like that song in particular, thinking about America, and I feel like this sometimes glorified, idea of freedom and I think it gets a little confused with like capitalism I think in the pandemic I saw a lot of it and like just all the time now I think it's so much more clear this especially in LA I, I know in Seattle too of like this free world that we live in a such in our free country but literally I'm walking past people starving who don't have a place to live who are having the worst days of their lives and there's not a lot you can do you know i can give someone some money or some food or whatever but i'm like i'm not really helping (laughs) i just feel like we're watching people dying while we're like living the dream or whatever it is it's just like so strange to be like going to a show or something when you paid like $200 to go see a cool show and then you're like walking there and you're like just passing people in tents who have lives and family and stuff too and they're just uncared for.
1: We're all watching people die.
0: There's a few spots in this album where I thought to myself, how is LA treating Jen Champion? <laughs> because there's, so there's, you kind of reflect on this quest for fame in LA in the song Famous.
1: Nothing's real in Hollywood, it's real in Hollywood. Hollywood. Everybody's got a dream, I'm not gonna make it, turning the lights, turning the lights off.
0: And you moved to, to LA from it. Seattle turn a few years ago. Off. Overall, how is LA treating you?
2: I really enjoy it here.
0: Yeah, I think.
2: I mean, mostly the weather. Yes, is like a big thing, but also, there were a good two and a half years that were we weren't allowed to go anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think in that time, I was like, "Why are we here?" You know, because I think Los Angeles has a lot to offer there's so many people here, you can write all these songwriting sessions, you can like meet other producers, but then when the world shut down, you're like, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. And I feel like me and my wife Arwen were like, we should just move to upstate New York. (laughs) I have a farm. (laughs) You know, I was like, just, I wanna grow my own food. (laughs) But other than that, it's been great to be able to work with other musicians and stuff and have a studio and make a record.
0: One thing, I was talking to someone from L.A. recently and like the amount of name dropping that was happening in the conversation. I was like, "Whew, this is exhausting. But I can also <laughs> tell you are from L.A., you know. <laughs> and so I, I also sense like this feeling of like, you know, you love the opportunity that L.A. has. But like this idea of like everyone's searching for like this fame, you know, which is, you know, can be kind of superficial, you know. I'm curious like if, if that if that weighs on you at all, just like that general vibe you get in L.A.,
2: You know, it's definitely present. I think artists in L.A. and musicians, like, people are here to do their dreams. You know, they are, you know, I feel like people I meet have a lot of drive and they're, like, really want to do what they set out to do. And I think if you want to kind of play in the music business, it requires a lot of that name droppy or. Who do you, it just requires that you can't get around it. And I think coming from a place like Seattle, where people do art for art's sake, people are willing to like live in a punk house and just pay the minimum for rent so they can do art. It's just like a really different way to go about doing your dream and like what is important to you. So I feel like LA just like a different perspective on importance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, where do I fit in here? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, I feel both ways sometimes, so...
0: You know this album is called The Last Night of Sadness and I'm curious like does that mean a lot of the sadness is behind you now I mean where would you rate your mental health right now?
2: <sighs> oh I'm so glad you're <laughs> <laughs> <No, okay. laughs> <laughs> You know um, I feel like one the title's meant to be read both ways but my mental health is always kind of up and down. I feel like putting a record out is a big, takes up a lot of space. So it leaves a little less room for the swamp of sadness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I, you know, I do have times where I struggle still. And that is always a hard feeling when you're also like, I should be so grateful for um, what I'm able to do in the world. And I think in some ways, I think that's what I'm trying to explore on this record. How how do we deal with like these feelings and feel like it's so extraordinary to be walking around on this planet still? Sometimes I'm like, it is a miracle that I am still here. That was my conversation with Jen Champion. Her latest album, The Last Night of
0: Sadness, was released on October 13th. She'll be playing the Fremont Abbey in Seattle on Thursday, November 9th.
1: Let's be millionaires, millionaires.